0: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program.
1: This is the Pet Buzz. This is the Pet Buzz. Freshly collected with news, celebrity pet gossip, and the latest pet trends. Hosted by pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. And here's the Dynamic Dynamic Pet Pet Duo.
2: Greetings and happy new year to our pet-loving listening audience, affiliates, and the wonderful Pet Buzz team. We're looking forward to a great 2023, bringing you the latest trends, right Dr. Flack? Yes. Breaking news, health breakthroughs, newest product recommendations, and of course,
3: Money-saving pet tips. It's
2: all about the money this year. You know, Dr. Fleck, it's amazing how you can bond with people over pets wherever you go, right? I mean, I know you do it because you're a veterinarian. Yeah. But I got to tell you a funny story. So I went to the laundromat to pick up five dog beds and wash four larger dog beds. Don't laugh. The reason I took them to the laundromat is it was a lot cheaper to drop them off and have them do it versus me do it because it's also a time saver for the staff at the laundromat to wash the dog beds than for me to do it the small ones i do at home but i started talking to the gal who walk who works at yo wash that's right near our studio and after she gave me the dog beds, she asked me about my dogs. And then of course I had to ask her about hers. She lives between Florida and Michigan. And then we talked about dogs, horses, cats, and showed each other pictures of our dogs and even their dog beds. I mean, that's kind of a girly thing, but we had a good chat before she asked me what I did. And I told her about our show and she told me, you guys have a new listener. And for you, Dr. Fleck, she's a supporter of your alma mater. M-S-U.
3: She's a wonderful person.
2: She is. So I want to dedicate this show to Kim at Yo Wash. (laughs) Kim, we want you to enjoy this show, and we want everyone to know it's going to be a terrific year. So let's get started. Dr. Flack, will you give a rundown of the show?
3: This week on the Pet Buzz, we are talking about two Buffalo New York teens who helped save service dogs during that horrible winter storm. Abandoning Dogs at Airports, Pet Food Insights with Pet Food Institute CEO and President Dana Brooks, Tips for Preparing Surgery,
2: and the start of a new year is a great time to evaluate your current lifestyle and habits. And it's the perfect time to do the same for your pets from weight loss to dental care. Setting New Year's resolutions for your furry family member is a great way to keep them healthy, happy and bonded to you. As an added bonus, many goals that you set for your pets can be shared by your family members.
3: And to discuss this important idea, these New Year's Pet Resolution, is President of the American Veterinary Medical Association, Dr. Lori Teller. She is also a Clinical Associate Professor of Telehealth at Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences. Dr. Teller, welcome back to the Pet Buzz.
4: Thank you for having me, love to be here. So
2: Dr. Teller, why should pet owners set goals for themselves and their pets in
4: 2023? I think it's a lot easier to keep a resolution if you're doing it with somebody that you care about and we love our pets and we want our pets to be healthy and live as long as possible. And so resolutions help us accomplish that. So can
3: you share maybe three or four top resolutions for pet owners in 2023 2023. that you would
4: prioritize? Top resolutions, of course, is preventive care, ounce of prevention worth a pound of cure. Anytime we can prevent or lessen the impact of a disease, the better vaccinations, heartworm prevention, flea and tick prevention, brushing your pet's teeth to um, delay the time before they need a, a professional dental cleaning, feeding the appropriate diet, all of those things can go so far. Um, to help keep our pets healthier um, and limit the impact to your wallet as well getting out for walks, exercise, all of those kinds of things.
2: This is my kind of girl. She likes to talk about money and so do I. Well, if you've just joined us, we're talking with the AVMA president, veterinarian, Dr. Lori Teller, about New Year's resolutions for pets. Dr. Teller, you know, you mentioned something that I'm always interested in and that's bonding and and exercise. Can you give us some ideas on how we can help our pets have a fulfilling lifestyle in 2023? And I guess I'm talking about play, exercise, training bond and really adventure.
4: Absolutely. So easy to get outside and go for a walk. Um, Partly I shouldn't say easy if you're living in a blizzard, Um, but definitely increase exercise. However, you can get, get your pet, a new collar and leash for a holiday gift and then go outside, go for a walk. If your pet loves to run and you can run, go for a run, Um, play ball in your yard or at the local dog park. Uh, If the climate is amenable go take your dog for a swim lots of dogs love to get in the water so you can do those kinds of things and if it's a rainy gross disgusting day where you're stuck inside you can set up a maze for your pet and encourage your pet to go through a maze and let's not forget our cats laser pointer games um, puzzle food toys those kinds of things can all be extremely stimulating for our pets and they get into it they really love it
2: No, this is an interesting question for me because not such a long time ago, we had a trainer on the show and she was from Washington State. I don't know if you remember this, but she talked about the importance of getting your dog out of the backyard. And I think too many pet owners get complacent with not walking their dog, with thinking that enough exercise and enjoyment is, is in the backyard with no toys, nobody to play with. So I think it's really important for you to really have a fulfilling life with your dog or really to have that dog have a better life by getting out, exploring and doing things with you. I mean, one of my goals for the new year is to take a dog training class with one of my dogs, like a basic obedience, and then another one to do a trick training class.
3: Mm -hmm. You know, that same argument can be made about people when they say, well, I'm on my feet all day, so I don't need to exercise after I'm done with work. Actually we need to do things like that if for no other reason to get the blood flow and muscle working and internal organs doing well. But just psychologically it does you such a such a wonderful thing. So what can it do for your pets? Exactly. Same thing. Yeah, and it's
2: it's it's your thing. You're a gym rat. Yep. So you like the gym, you talk about the gym, and it replaced what you used to do was running four or five miles a day.
3: Yeah. When you were younger. Yeah. Doctor Teller, (laughs) can you remind us why Grooming is such an important part of pet care.
4: This is a way that we can help keep our pets' coats healthy. Um, So some of our shorter coat pets, um, they still shed for the most part, brushing, combing. It's a great way for you to check their skin and make sure there's not some new growths that have popped up or a a scab or crust that wasn't there before. Um, Trim their nails so that it doesn't get caught in the carpet or in the grass outside. Another way to make sure that there's no problem going on with their feet, check their ears. A lot of our pets are very prone to ear infections. And then of course, check their eyes, make sure that there's not discharge building up and things like that. Another way, especially for pets that appreciate grooming, um, it's another way to bond. For a lot of pets, it feels really good, the stroking of a brush or a comb. Um, So another opportunity to bond with your pet. And if your pet doesn't tolerate these things well, You can talk to your veterinarian about ways to make it more tolerable too.
2: Question for you, Dr. Fleck, how many nails do you cut a week? Like how many dogs come in because the owners don't really groom their dog on a regular basis?
3: That's a tough question to answer because we really don't like to do nails anymore. We send them off to the groomer. But if they're having uh, routine care done, probably I'll do three or four nail trims a day. Could you show them how to cut their pet's nails? They don't want to do it. They hate doing it. That's why they're having us do but it. But
2: maybe they don't know how to do it properly. I'm just saying, like, not that it would take no, money away from excuses. you. No, they
3: The dog is too fidgety. Well, it's
2: that the same thing like brushing your pet's teeth. But then when they have to pay for that cleaning bill, or the teeth have to come out, that's like really expensive, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. It's like a catcher's catch can. I really liked her response about if you take <laughs> if you're if you're if you're grooming them and you're bathing them on uh-huh. a regular basis, how that that makes that bond even better. Sure. But another thing too is some people. They may have even some allergies or so to the, to the pet. So by caring for them in that way, they reduce all kinds of allergies for themselves. It's a win-win situation.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm the first one to take the pets to the groomer. I will wash them, but it's with four pets, you know, it's like, and I went to grooming school, so it's not like I don't know how to groom. I don't like to do nails. We like, that's, groomers are trying to do that. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we pet, I clean their ears and things like that. And I brush them
3: to the groomer then they're going to have better skin care and cold care because they'll do more okay so you know what the big question for the day is okay what is it
2: i want to know how dr teller if she has any new year's resolutions when it comes to her pets in 2023
4: absolutely and it's to spend more time walking and more time snuggling so, oh, oh, I that like
3: that. Right. I really like That's that. That's like too. a big
4: heart,
2: you know. Yeah,
3: really you is. know what
2: I would love it? Would you send us a picture of you snuggling with your dog, and I can post it on our social media channels? I can do that, absolutely. You know, it's like I think you know people are so impressed with dr teller personally you know when they hear her on the show and like we were when the first time she came on but i think you know i think people would like to see the president of the avma snuggling with her pet oh absolutely you know we live in such an image driven world these days that i think that just says it
3: all you know she's our great leader our veterinary great leader dr teller thank you so much for reviewing pet care resolutions for 2023 But before you leave, can you give us your website where we can learn more?
4: Please go to AVMA, that's the American Veterinary Medical Association, avma.org for holiday tips and everything you need to know about general pet care. Fantastic. Fantastic.
2: Well, just to remind you, that was veterinarian Dr. Lori Teller discussing New Year's resolutions that pet owners can embrace in 2023. She is a president of the American Veterinary Medical Association. You know, she's just in the beginning of her reign. I'm so excited to see what she's going to do. Absolutely. Dr. Teller, thank you so much for um, joining us today. Segment two, Celebrity Pet Buzz and Flex Facts. Stay tuned.
1: You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We would love to communicate with you via social media. Use The Pet Buzz social media channels on Twitter and Facebook to make a comment or ask a question. Post a picture of your pet on Instagram and tell us about his or her unique personality. You can also write to us at team at thepetbuzz.com. For more information about our show, our guests, and buzzworthy freebies, visit us at thepetbuzz.com.
2: Thank you for joining us on The Pet Buzz this morning. The show is hosted by the Dynamic Pet
3: Duo. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. We are looking forward to a great new year. It's time for
2: celebrity pet buzz. Well, if you didn't know, Kenny Chesney, the country music singer, is a dog lover. His dog Ruby died in early December, and he honored her with the release of a charitable new single entitled "The Ruby Girl." The Ruby Girl on his No Shoes radio station on Sirius XM. Chesney wrote this song because he felt that his dog Ruby had an indomitable spirit, as well as having so many sides to her personality. All proceeds of the release will go toward Stray Rescue of St. Louis, one of the largest rescue shelters in the country. The song has become a fan favorite on Sirius XM. If you have a chance, listen to it and tell us what you think. Up next, Flex Facts.
4: Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts
2: friction
4: just the facts ma'am
3: you want answers i
2: want the truth you know dr fleck a friend called me last night and told me her dog was diagnosed with a pyometra and was having surgery uh this week now i know you deal with this condition on a regular basis can you review it with us
3: sure pyometra is a very serious if not one of the most severe conditions in female intact dogs and cats that develops when the uterus becomes infected with bacteria, typically after an unspayed cycle. The infection causes pus to form inside the uterus and often does not respond well to antibiotics or other treatments.
2: Okay, so my question is, How is there pus inside the uterus? Is it because the dog went into a heat or something?
3: The irregular cycles that pets can have, uh, estrous cycles, just like women can have irregular cycles, which can then disrupt their whole reproductive system. The same thing happens here with pets. But what makes this so unusual with the pets is that the uterus is different in pets than it is in humans it's more like a slingshot so there's two uterine horns with the ovaries on the end and a uterine body in a female human there's just a uterine body so it's less likely that they'll build up the pus like they can in 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 pets so maybe one uterine horn will block off and the pus will build up not being able to escape you have a huge abscess which of course can be detrimental and life-threatening. Okay, so let's talk symptoms because
2: people need to know what the symptoms are.
3: Well, a female dog or cat will show signs of extreme pain, discomfort, lethargy, depression, lack of appetite, vomiting, excessive thirst, increased urination, and discharge from the vaginal area or no discharge from the vaginal area. Okay,
2: so you talked about that this is life-threatening completely dangerous, right?
3: This condition is maybe one of the most life-threatening, so it's imperative to monitor your pet's health if they show any signs of those symptoms associated with the pyometra. As a result, you must take your dog to a veterinarian as soon as possible. I can't emphasize that anymore. They may only survive 24 to 48 hours after the onset of symptoms generally requiring an emergency surgery.
2: Okay. So how can this condition be treated? You said emergency surgery.
3: That's generally the the final surgical approach or the final medical approach to take for this patient. You can treat with antibiotics to some degree, maybe as a stopgap until you do the surgery, but 99% of the time is to eliminate that uterus and ovary from the patient
2: okay so how can you prevent pyometra
3: spay just spay your pet okay just read have an ovarian hysterectomy on your pet at the appropriate time with smaller pets early six to eight months of age with the older dogs we kind of wait now till about a year and a half before we like to spay them but if you're not planning on breeding and breeding should be done by the time you're three or four years of age please spay your your pet to avoid this horrible condition
2: anything else you want to share that's all the flex fact for the week thanks dr fleck that was great information and something that's not really talked about very much as one of the reasons that you should get your female cats and dogs
3: spayed correct absolutely that's so important we can't emphasize that more if you're not planning on breeding Just have them spayed and have them neutered.
2: Up next, our next guest, Dana Brooks of the Pet Food Institute. Well, no matter if you have a dog or a cat, pet food is essential. Whether you choose raw food, dehydrated food, freeze-dried food, air-dried food, canned food, or kibble, every pet needs healthy food. But how is the buying of pet food affecting pet-owning consumers? Well, joining us to talk about pet food and everything that you need to know is dana brooks the president and ceo of the pet food institute greetings dana and happy new year welcome back to the pet buzz happy new year to you charlotte thank you so much for the invite i'm always excited to have you here dr fleck unfortunately isn't here but that's okay we'll have a gal's conversation so dana let's talk about pet owners possible New Year's resolutions regarding pet food. What should pet owners be concerned about when it comes to pet food in 2023?
0: Well, I would certainly encourage folks, you know, we all think about our personal weight every year around Christmas. We think about gym memberships and changing our diet. So along with that, I really encourage, you know, uh, pet owners to think about that for their pet as well, making sure that uh, they look at their of the ideal body weight for the pet, they may be a little bit over that ideal weight, especially coming out of pandemic and how we changed our uh, relationship with our pets being at home. So we really are emphasizing, you know, the ideal weight, how that adds longer life to the pets and longer life for our pets makes us happier as well.
2: You know, people are unrealistic when it comes to their pet's weight. And I really think... Pet owners need to ask their vet, point blank, is my pet fat? 100%. That is almost like
0: asking, you know, your doctor, if they're like, am I overweight? You know, or uh, asking that about their, you know, uh, the pet, the veterinarian saying this about their child. There's really an emotional conversation One of the things we've done at Pet Food Institute is created this nice little downloadable infographic to tell you about what's the ideal weight, but you can also take it to your veterinarian's office and say, you know, they can fill out the form if you kind of keep a food diary for your pet. And uh, it opens up that conversation. So it may not make it as uncomfortable for you talking to your veterinarian, the veterinarian talking to you. And you can put this on your refrigerator and you can track it just like you would do with your own personal goals. So it, it makes it and it shows really neat pictures of what your pet's waistline should look like, how you should be able to fill the ribs. So those are really neat things that we're trying to do to make it a little more comfortable to have those conversations.
2: You know, your vet could always come up with an answer. Well, he could lose a few pounds. I mean, but realistically, those numbers mean something. And, you know, I mean, if your pet continues to stay fat, there's other health problems associated with pet obesity. And they're very similar, as we know. We don't need to review them, but we'll say them quickly. Diabetes, joint problems, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Portion control. Oh, my Portion <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> control. Yeah, make sure that it's really nice on a bag of dog food or a can or a package the appropriate amount of food you should feed your pet, you know, by size, maybe even by uh, life stage. So you, know, you don't see, you feed a puppy, an adult dog food or vice versa, because they have different nutritional needs.
2: Well, hold that thought, Dana, because we're headed to a commercial break. Ms. Dana Brooks from the Pet Food Institute is gonna stick around and answer a few more questions in our next segment. .com Welcome back you're listening to the Pet Buzz the Best in Pet Talk radio, where we focus on enhancing the bond between pets and their people. I'm petroendologist Charlotte Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Well, we're back with Dana Brooks, the president and CEO of the Pet Food Institute, and we're talking about pet owner concerns when it comes to feeding their pets. You know, Dana, this is something I hear about a lot, more so than ever before. You know, many pet owners are concerned about the ingredients in pet foods, and i'm talking about hooves beaks tendons ligaments blood bones and intestines making the way into pet food and recently i was forwarded in an article it's a november issue of fast company magazine it included this quote i wanted to bring it up to To you and discuss it. The Association of American Feed Control Officials, a nonprofit organization made up of state officials who are responsible for enforcing state law concerning the safety of animal feed, indicates in its regulations that feces from commercial poultry, which has been thermally dehydrated to a moisture content not in excess of 15%, can be used as crude proteins for pet foods.
0: There are a lot of things that give us the ick factor. And there's not anything that anybody wants to um, to think about or talk about. But there are other things that are nutritionally safe and sound for, for pets that are included in pet food that, as, you know, as humans, we may prefer not to eat anymore, like certain organ meats. Gonna go back to you've heard me talk about being from Arkansas, where fried gizzards and livers and hearts were something that we consume in the South. They are, are high value nutrition for our pet food, and the pets and and, and pets sometimes prefer that. Like they they kind of like the icky, sticky, stinky smells of their food. We don't, so we adopt our you know adopt it to what we want. But as far as this specific, um, the, the feces conversation uh, article, it, it does take on an ick factor that makes it really hard to talk about. Um, and I still pretty comfortable in saying that um, that is not listed on the label of pet food so and what goes on a pet food label and if you look on the back of the package and you look at the ingredient label it will list what's in there
2: and what they call that a byproduct of chicken i mean you know look like i said this show is not about put you on the spot i got you and just so you know dana saw these questions before the interview so why don't we say like this and maybe you can correct me Some of the products that we mentioned could be considered are considered byproducts, and they are in pet food. So that way, if you buy pet food, you have to do your research. How about we leave it at that?
0: (laughs) That's a good way to put it. I appreciate that because, again, I was saying there are things that are byproducts that are byproducts of that of the meat proteins that are perfectly nutritious, perfectly healthy add value are things though that we don't eat. and um, again, that would be part of it. and then and then when you look at some of the think about some of the nutrients and the minerals that you may also be captured about, you know bone meal you can get a high calcium and,
2: and, the, and the knees of a pet. so um, if well, you the have difference is, but the difference is data, we can buy bone meal and ingest it so you know it's kind of like um okay it's kind of like i wanted to go buy gelatin Knox gelatin i couldn't get it during the pandemic and uh, you use it it's one ingredient in panna cotta but then you think about what is it it's collagen and mixture from beef bones Mm -hmm. and i couldn't get one made in america i had to get one with the spanish label It was just weird i bought it off of amazon because the supermarket didn't have it so i guess what you need to do um is you if you're gonna buy a certain brand of food you need to do your research and find out what's in it i mean we know the majority of meat that is uh that's not fit for human consumption is rendered or put used for pet food so do your research find out what's in your food and and learn how to read labels how's that
0: and i think that's perfect and if you still have questions call the customer service line for that pet food manufacturer they are happy to answer those questions for you
2: so do your research learn what's in your pet food okay dana our last question has to do with a big industry trend, and that really has to do a lot with maintaining the earth and its resources. Talk to us about sustainability in the pet industry or actually the pet food industry because that's really becoming a big trend. And, you know, really it's happening with packaging and and food, so.
0: I mean, we're all looking for that. And I wouldn't call,
2: call it a trend. I think, I mean, it's being
0: responsible. And one of the things that we have uh, created is a, a sustainability task force here at Pet Food Institute. So many Questions come from that, and early on, I think in my even in my career into sustainability, you 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 really just thought about you know where your ingredients were sourced or how they were sourced. But it's so much bigger than that now. I mean, even at PFI, we talk about you know what are we would look at three pillars: protect, protect, reduce, and invest. So it's production efficiencies, responsible ingredient sources and supporting the economy, people, and pets. So it's three parts of sustainability that we look at. Obviously, uh, you know, we think well, so many of our companies, I, I as I go in, they talk about how much water they use. They look at how they can reduce that water usage. A lot of money is being spent on packaging, trying to come up with the best packaging that, um, you know, priority is definitely food safety, and um, maintaining that nutrition you know um, the safety of the food but then look at what we're going to do with that packaging so how is it sourced and how can it be recyclable so energy and water and then usage for those things and and responsible ingredient sourcing you know as mentioned before like animal plant based ingredients are very important to us and that we use byproducts as a part of that sustainability cycle, so that's one of the things we say. Like even the rendering industry is very important to uh, sustainability, and, and, and our products are are a lot. You know, it's the byproducts to human food, so there is there's a, a another value add to products rather than waste, and then supporting the economy, pets, and people. The pet food industries, I mean the pet food makers employ more than 30,000 workers in the United States and what are we doing to support that we supply and if you can look at the x factor on that it's you know you get to hundreds of thousands of jobs so we want to be active in our community social responsibility working with um within the industry and outside of that to support the supply chain you know for from, from every point of that node and to be able to um, create this longer life for you know pets, humans, and the earth.
2: I think it's important, especially now that um, I think supporting uh, workers at uh, pet food companies like any other company that's growing or any other industry is growing, it's important. I mean, Hills is spending $700 million to actually build another big factory to supply pet food i mean they had a lot of problems with supply chain issues just like coca-cola i mean i've said this and you guys have heard me say this i like to drink fresca and i couldn't get fresca in cans because There were a limited number of tin used to make cans. So they used it for Coke, which is more popular drink than Fresca. And as a result, if I wanted to drink Fresca, I had to drink it in recycled bottles, which was okay in the scheme of things because I was helping the environment. So I was happy about that. As well as cans can be recycled, but I'm not a big Coke drinker. Um, I want to leave you guys with one thought because we talked about packaging. It's really important that you keep the packaging that your pet food comes in. Don't take the the bag of food, pour it in a bin. You need to save that packaging. Pet food packaging is designed to keep your pet food fresh, but every single bag of pet food has a bat and lot number. And should your pet food become contaminated, you need to have that batch and lot number so the manufacturer or the FDA can trace that food. So it's important, don't mix it (laughs) with other food from another bag very very important keep that pet food in its individual bag
0: charlotte i said it better myself that is outstanding thank you
2: (laughs) thank you i always love having you dana thanks so much for joining us today and before you go the big question is organizations website so people can learn more about you as the president and CEO of the Pet Food Institute.
0: It's Institute all one word, dot org. So www.petfoodinstitute.org.
2: We love that. Just to remind you, I was talking with Dana Brooks, the president and CEO of the Pet Food Institute, discussing pet owner concerns when it comes to pet food. Up next are our likey of the week, the Pet Buzz mailbag, and more of the Pet Buzz coming in a buzzworthy moment. Does your pet have dry, flaky, and
1: itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com. EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz.
3: I'm petrendologist Charlotte and Reed. And I'm veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck. Here at the Pet Buzz, we are urban. Suburban. And, and country. country. It's a new year, and we just want you to know that this new year is what you make
2: it. And don't forget to include your four-legged friends and family members in your adventures This year, you both will have an outrageously wonderful time. Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and this is the Pet Buzz Now. Is your dog a chow hound? Does your pooch gobble up the food the moment it touches the floor? Best to know that eating too fast could lead to medical pet problems as well as expensive vet bills. While there's no definitive answer as to why some dogs eat like competitive eating contenders, perhaps a dog who came from a large litter may have had competition for nourishment. Or dogs in hoarding situations, dogs fed poorly or irregularly, may have developed speed eating behavior. Some dogs also exhibit fast eating when they're around other dogs. But dogs eating too quickly can suffer from digestive issues, such as choking, gagging, burping, vomiting, regurgitation, or even bloat. While more common in large breeds or deep-chested dogs, any breed can develop bloat. And if not treated quickly, it can be fatal. So how do you slow down your speed eater? Well, there are slow feeder bowls designed to slow down the crazy eater. There are also inserts that can be placed inside an existing food bowl to contribute to your pet's healthier eating habits. And while most of these products work best for kibble, some are even suited for canned or raw diet eaters. A do-it-yourself suggestion is to simply divide up kibble into a muffin tin and use that as a dog bowl. Food puzzles make dogs and cats work for their food with their noses and paws. I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and that's today's Pet Buzz. Now, I likey of the week.
3: It's genius. I so I like
1: it. It's the die for.
2: You know, I like a dedicated car crate. I drive around a lot, I travel by car with my dogs, and I like traveling with the dogs in a crate because it reduces driver distraction. You know, no pet owner wants to be moving a crate from the house to the car on a regular basis. So check out the Orvis hose off folding travel crate, which is a lightweight dog crate that collapses easily for storage and travel, making it ideal for your home, your destination and for use in your car. Constructed with a heavy duty, tight polyester, Oxford weave around a strong tubular metal frame. This unique crate features top, Side and front zipped entry doors with rugged ventilated mesh windows. You know, the rounded corners protect auto interiors and your floors, and the crate doesn't rattle when placed in your car. The removable and washable plush padded sherpa fleece mat features a water resistant backing and promises extra comfort for your dogs this crate is complete with clips that hold it closed when it is folded and a carry handle for easy transport not made for dogs or puppies that are chewers spot clean only 98 dollars at orvis.com so check it out up next the pet buzz mailbag you got mail. Dr. Fleck, Roberta writes from Northern California that her dog is having surgery next week and she wants your advice about what she should do the day before the surgery.
3: Hey, Roberta, thank you so much for writing. This is a great question because so many pets have to undergo surgery at least once or twice in their lifetime. So, Roberta, make sure your dog gets plenty of rest in the days preceding the surgery. You don't want them to be over-exercise, or have lack of sleep before any intensive procedure. If your pet is on medications, find out from your vet if it is okay for your pet to take that regular medication in the weeks preceding the surgery. Also, adult pets usually should not eat anything the evening or morning before surgery, although it is usually okay to leave a few ice cubes down for them to lick on the night of preceding the surgery. Additionally, you also need to recognize that some surgeries may have unique elements with situational specific preparations necessary. So make sure to have a thorough consultation with your vet beforehand to find out specifics for your four-legged family member.
2: You know, that's great advice because so many people make the mistake of feeding their dog or, you know, not recognizing just like humans, they need to get their dogs to be calm and relaxed and not over-exercise their dogs before surgery. Yeah, that
3: should probably be added because people are very anxious about having their pet have surgery. So please reduce that anxiety with yourself as much as possible because it is referred the pet which then can jeopardize anesthesia sure and now pet buzz news from around around the globe
2: it seems as if there is a new yet horrible trend dog owners are abandoning their pets at airports in august An international traveler chose to continue traveling without his animal, a dog named Polaris, upon traveling at the San Francisco airport in August. United Airlines worked to ensure the puppy completed necessary requirements to enter the United States, including a quarantine period. After completing quarantine, the pup found a forever home with United Airlines captain William Dale. So on December 15th, the airline hosted a festive adoption party at the airport to celebrate Polaris's adoption. The airline also donated $5,000 to support the San Francisco SPCA's mission. And most recently, now here's another story that's going to throw you. A dog named Stella was abandoned at the Iowa airport about two weeks ago after its owner was told that the female puppy couldn't be taken on the flight because they didn't have the right type of kennel. Soon after, the dog owner returned and boarded the plane without the dog. Eventually, the dog was discovered tied up outside the Des Moines airport that's the des moines iowa airport presently the dog whose name has been changed to ally is in the custody of the animal rescue league of iowa presently the dog is not up for adoption as the investigation remains ongoing it seems the dog's former owner is a 24 year old man named bigson charles and he is being charged with negligence and abandonment of an animal. According to Bigson, his fiance had booked the Allegiant Airlines travel from Iowa to New Jersey, basically online. And although she paid the dog's $50 flight cost, she was unaware of other requirements that had to be met before flying. Both of these incidents make me so upset, and 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 here's why. A lot of people, including myself, travel with their pets And that's great because we can do it. But it means if you travel with a dog by plane, you know this, you've got to be prepared. I mean, we've got to look ahead. We've got to think about whether, for example, I mean, considering just what on with Southwest and a whole bunch of airlines in the storm, what happens if we get stranded? You know, we need to find out what the requirements are in advance. Think airline regulations and necessary documentation. We also need travel crates and bags, depending on the size of our dogs. But most importantly, we need to be responsible and care for our dogs because they cannot care for themselves. Up next, Tell Me Something Good, a great way to end the show.
4: And that's like... your attention,
1: please. News of the day got you down? No worries. Pet trendologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good. This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something
2: You know, as the blizzard raged in Buffalo, two service dogs were stuck inside the WNY Heroes facility, forcing the organization's founder, Chris Krieger, to fight through the storm to try and get inside and visit with the animals on Sunday. It seemed as if his efforts would have left him buried in the snow or maybe even possibly dead. That was until two buffalo teens Jameer davis and bart smith came to the rescue as soon as krieger mentioned that there were service dogs inside the building and that he needed to get inside the teens were more than willing to help davis and smith helped krieger tunnel through the snow and shovel the snow allowing them all to get inside the facility after some time and find the two dogs who really ended up being okay. They eventually got the dogs fresh water and food. You know, we love hearing stories about people who are helping dogs and dog owners. Did you hear those bells, Dr. Fleck? What bells? Yep, it's time for a wrap. You heard uh, them. Again? But before we go, we wanna give you a preview of our next week's show. Next week, we're talking about Dogs left at the border, immigrants who cannot take them into the U.S.
3: Very timely.
2: Very timely. Would you mind thanking our guests?
3: Special thanks to our guests, veterinarian Dr. Lori Teller and Dana Brooks.
2: And of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Bradenton and EpiPet, making better skin coat, and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere.
3: If you have a question, write to us at teamatthepetbuzz.com. We will cover it on next week's show.
2: Peace out and pet love.
3: Goodbye.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. www.thepetbuzz.com Learn more about us,
3: the show, and our guests. When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy. www.epi-pet.com
1: EpiPet is another
0: proud partner of the Pet Buzz.